0: Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith We keep on
1: speaking even when we're dead. When they have the funeral service, when they have yours, when they have mine, and the people have gone. What we've done how we've lived, especially if we lived a faith-based life, we'll live on in their hearts and still influencing them to go on
0: in God. Reaching up high with arms open wide we see You're changing our lives Are we living a life that others will remember and or be encouraged in their faith? At some point in our lives, we might question what our purpose here on earth is. In today's teaching, Pastor Ed will exhort us that how we live our lives can make an impact even after we are gone. He says that the voice of faith can't be silenced. We as believers should desire to live a life that will affect others in a positive way. If we are faithful to walk in the way of the Lord, our lives will impact our world. Now, here's Pastor Ed with today's message entitled The Faith of Abel.
1: God was saying, Something in there. Cain, watch this jealousy, this anger, this envy. Sometimes God stops everything. And he points out our sins to us. And he says, your relationship with that person isn't right. You need to make it right. He may just stop you and say, in the midst of a service, that internet site that you've been visiting, those videos in the basement hid from your family. That relationship that you have, we need to have integrity. He said to Cain, That's like a wild beast ready to leap on you. Uh, we, We think we can control these things, but they grow too big for us, and then they control us. And so God was saying to this man, Cain, stop, put on the brakes. If you do what's right, you'll be accepted. But if not, it'll leap on you and take over attitudes, thoughts, things that aren't right. Uh, When David was confronted with his hypocrisy, when he was confronted with his lie by Nathan the prophet, he didn't back off, he didn't put a wall of defense But immediately, he broke. And as we read, he said, Oh God, a broken and a repentant heart you'll not despise. A.W. Tozer said, The Bible recognizes no faith that does not lead to obedience. Nor does it recognize any obedience that does not spring from faith. The two are the opposite sides of the same coin. What happens in a man's life or a woman's life is when they have faith, it changes how I worship, my actions, and the attitude that motivates my worship. Faith is not something out there in the abstract, some type of mist, some type of fog. It's a powerful energy that changes the way we live our lives. Our faith, we've looked at the worship service. We've seen how Abel brought what God expected and lived the way God expected. But let's go into the marketplace. Faith is in the invisible energy that produces the visible results. And right in the marketplace you could see faith. Faith produced authentic righteousness. In Hebrews eleven four, it says, "By faith Abel offered God a better sacrifice than Cain. By faith he was commended as a righteous man." Now it's one thing for us to say, "I'm a pretty good guy." It's another thing for someone else to say, "He's a good guy." Well, that people say all sorts of things, but we realize they don't even know our hearts. God, when He says something, He knows. And for God to look at His life and say, "Abel, you're righteous." For God to look at you, to look in the core of your heart, where you don't even know your own self, and for God to say, "I'm approving you. You're a righteous man." That's a compliment. That's a, a, a such a blessing. I pray that in the midst of our worship services, you'll hear the divine voice say to you that he, what he said to us, you're my beloved son, you're my beloved daughter in whom I'm well pleased. When he looks at the track of your week and you've come in with your offering on Sunday, he looks down at you and says, well done. And may that voice grow and grow and grow until it becomes an audible voice when one day you stand before God and he says, well done, enter now into your reward. Faith is doing what is right, regardless of the consequences, knowing God will turn the ultimate effect to good. See, in this present world, you are not, you are not, you are not, always rewarded for doing the right thing. In fact, you sometimes suffer for doing the right thing. He was right in God's eyes. He was right with God. Hebrews 11.4, he was right with God. By faith, he was commended as a righteous man. Uh, He approached God in God's appointed way. Now, God again and again told his people through the Old Testament, page through the minor prophets, God's concerned about how we live our lives. He's concerned about ethics. He's concerned about how we treat our neighbors. Employers, he's concerned how you treat your employees. Husbands, he's concerned how you treat your children, and children, your parents. And wives, your husbands, and vice versa. See, God looks at our interactions with one another. And he wants us to be righteous, right, doing the right thing at the right time in the right way. All of those things are important to God. Uh, We have forgotten that. The church at large has forgotten that. I'm amazed that after a worship service, where we sense the presence of God, we can go out and cheat on our taxes. Or we could lie right in the face of another brother and not tell the truth. Listen to what David said in Psalm 15. Lord, who may dwell in your sanctuary? Who may live on your holy hill? He whose walk is blameless. And who does what is righteous, who speaks the truth from his heart, who has no slander on his tongue. Who does his neighbor no wrong, nor cast no slur on his fellow man. We ought to stop there and camp on that for a while. Oh, we don't have time. Maybe another day. But take it and chew on it who despises the vile man but honors those who fear the Lord who keeps his oath his promises his word even when it hurts uh, James boils it down this way in the New Testament he says in the same way faith by itself is not accompanied that is not accompanied by action is dead in other words your faith is in the graveyard dead not saying a word if it's not Matched by actions. Because faith is alive. It's an energy. It's power. It impacts you in the worship and in the marketplace. Now, he was not only right with God, but he was right with men. And that was not an easy task, I tell you. Not at least in the home of Cain and Abel. For in 1 John 3.12... It says this we must not be like Cain who belonged to the evil one and killed his brother and why did he kill him because Cain had been doing what was evil and his brother had been doing what was right now think about that Cain had been doing what was evil his pattern his lifestyle his habit was disobedience was unrighteousness Abel's doing what's right An unrighteous world is going to be convicted by a righteous, godly man or woman. You're not going to get the applause of the world when you do and live God's way. You will get a few boos. You will get a few slurs. You will get innuendos thrown at you. Here in the midst of a difficult situation, Abel's still a righteous man doing what's right You may be in a home where it's a pagan environment, but still do what's right. You may live in an office environment where people are stabbing one another in the back. Don't take the knife up. God watches and he rewards and he'll help. He'll hold you. He'll help you be the right person and do the right thing. He was commended for his righteousness. My third point. I'm going to skip quickly to the third point. We've been now to the worship house. We've been to a worship service. And we see that faith motivates his worship. He comes with an acceptable sacrifice. He comes with a right attitude. Uh, We've seen Abel in the marketplace. He's right with God and he's right with men even when it's difficult and the culture is screaming out against righteousness. But now I want to take you to the cemetery. They're having a funeral service. This is the first death. This is the first life that has expired in this new race in the beginning of time. And it was a death that was propagated by a murder. Think about it. They had never seen anyone die. And now, in this first funeral service, it was a murder. Perhaps, just, just, just perhaps, it was a forecast of things to come in the human race. But guess what? Even though Cain was angry and wanted to silence Abel, even though he didn't want to hear any more of that righteousness that his life expressed and spoke of. Bible says you can't kill faith. You know the dead still speak. Now wait a minute. I'm not becoming a mystic. (laughs) Don't think I've fallen into the wrong thing here. The dead, they speak. Come with me. Let's go to Barnes and Nobles. Yeah, I've heard dead men speak there and dead women. Well, just look at the book racks. Marilyn Monroe, big pictures. People always buying her books and pictures of her or whatever. There's Kennedy, pictures of John. There's the pictures of the presidents. Muhammad Ali. I didn't do that too good, did I? <laughs> well, there you are. Even though they're not present, some of them. Yet their lives speak, they communicate. You turn on the History Channel and it's or hey, and you watch these biographies of people already dead, yet they're still speaking to us. Let me ask you the phrase, I have a dream. Well, what do you think of right away? Yeah, though dead, yet he speaks. And here is Abel. They're at the funeral service. It's all over with. They leave, and he's still speaking. Cain thought he would silence his voice, but God saw to it that a man who walks by faith, lives by faith, his voice will never be silenced. So down through the centuries, down through the generations, his voice has echoed all through history. What is he saying? Well, I think there's two things I hear. The first one is this: he witnesses of a coming, coming retribution. In Revelation chapter six, nine to ten, it says this: When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar souls of those who had been slain because of the word of God and the testimony they had maintained. They called out in a loud voice, "How long, Sovereign Lord?" holy and true until the judge until you judge the inhabitants of the earth and avenge our blood the children of Abel his wife his family, his mother they they, they went away from that cemetery saying it's all wrong it's wrong, it's wrong and his voice began to cry out to God God bring justice All through the centuries, the voice of the martyrs, the voice of just, good, righteous people have been crying out to God. I think of the terrible concentration camps in Germany. I think of the regimes like Saddam Hussein and the innocent blood that was spilled. Someday, God's going to say, I'm answering that cry and he will right every wrong and he will judge the nations of the world and the peoples of the earth, great and small, will stand before him in judgment. Yes, it's crying out that someday justice will come. And for us who follow Christ, it's a comfort. Because as Helen Keller said, it gives me a deep comfort, a sense that things seen are temporal and things unseen are eternal. This present world, it's going to be gone. It's going to pass away. It's just going to disappear. Now, There's a second thing that's crying out. It's crying out that God rewards the just. A witness, he, the Scripture says... That from the grave, he still speaks. There's that witness. A witness of a coming reward. In Hebrews chapter 10, verses 35 to 7, it reads this. So don't throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you'll receive what he has promised. For in just a very little while. Now that was 2,000 years ago almost. My, I look back on 50 years, and I say, where did it go? In just a little while, in God's time clock, a thousand years is like a day. It's passing. In just a little while... Every man and every woman that has walked by faith and obeyed God and done what's right is going to receive a reward. Someday Abel's going to be there and God's going to say, I'm rewarding you for your righteousness, Abel. I'm rewarding you for your testimony. And you know the wonderful thing about that is the Cain tried to bury him and destroy him for thousands, for millenniums, Abel's been gathering interest on his faith. For those who have been inspired and believed and trusted and influenced by him and helped by him, God's saying, okay, you're still speaking, you're still encouraging, you're still lifting up, and you're going to be rewarded for that faith. Isn't that powerful? Now, just think about it. Maybe your name wasn't written in lights or written in ink. Tell me about the people that have touched your life, that are in the gallery of your mind. Don't you, like I, remember godly people that once influenced you? I could still remember Brother Matthew's father. uh, Such an energetic man, just like his son. In my home church, as a 17-year-old, encouraging me, giving me Bibles and telling me to give out Bibles to see people come to know Jesus Christ, I still remember th- those people that have touched my life. Uh, I, some of you have been here for a long time. And maybe now and then you hear the voice of a previous pastor like Pastor D. And a message comes back or a word or an expression, I Gathering interest up there. We keep on speaking even when we're dead. When they have the funeral service, when they have yours, when they have mine, and the people have gone. What we've done, how we've lived, especially if we lived a faith-based life, we'll live on in their hearts. And still influencing them to go on in God. It was a typical day. At least that's what all of his associates felt. He wasn't feeling well. He didn't even want to go and preach. But they said, the crowd's huge. You
0: gotta go there.
1: So sick as he was, Martin Luther King Jr. went and stood behind the pulpit. And he began to preach that sermon. And it's like a mantle of the anointing came on him. And with fervency, he proclaimed the word. I don't remember all the words in that last sermon, but this is the gist of some of the things he said. And he had said it at previous times. He said, I've seen the promised land. I don't know if I'm going to get there. I'm paraphrasing it. I don't know if I'm going to be there, but but I've seen it. And like any man, he said, I wanted to live a long life. And he wasn't expecting anything. But a sniper, an assassin, next day meant to silence him. Couldn't happen. Wouldn't happen. God saw to it that faith speaks even in the graveyard. And it can't be silenced. The life that you live in faith will never be silenced. <laughs> Hallelujah. I want to draw your attention to a closing quote. We'll skip the one that I had. I want to go to James Moffat. Death is never the last word in the life of a righteous man. When a man leaves this world, he is righteous or unrighteous. He leaves something in the world. He may leave something that will grow and spread like a cancer or a poison. Or he may leave something like a fragrance or a perfume or a blossom of beauty that permeates the atmosphere with blessing. I think we realize the value of Martin Luther King Jr., After he left, he was an advocate for peace and for civil rights, and he'll be remembered for that. You can't silence the voice of faith, no matter how much dirt you throw on it. Beloved, we've been to the house of worship, we have been to the marketplace. And we've been to the cemetery. We've taken the journey together but someday you're going to take it just by yourself. You'll be in this house of worship. You'll be at work. And then it will all... No, it won't be over. Because you'll still be speaking. Even in the graveyard. If you leave a live a faith-based life. The decision is yours.
0: Well, that's all the time we have for today's edition of Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. There's more to come from Pastor Ed's teaching series entitled, Faith. We encourage you to download today's message again to review. Simply log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and select today's date from the Building in Faith media player. Again, that's buildinginfaithradio.com. Maybe today's message brought a family member or friend to mind. You can share today's message via Facebook and Twitter by simply logging on to buildinginfaithradio.com and clicking on today's date. There, you'll find all the options to share. Now, we'd like to invite you to join us at Faith Assembly for worship on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m or on Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. For driving directions and more information, log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and follow the link to Faith Assembly. Or feel free to give us a call at 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. You've been listening to Building in Faith with Dr. Ed Jones. We invite you to join Pastor Ed as he continues teaching through the Word of God right here on Building in Faith.